When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football. Speaking for a lot of Alabama fans at the time, Hal Raines wrote a tribute to Paul Bear Bryant in the New Republic after the 1982 season, saying, on December 29th, I watched the broadcast of Bryant's last game. After 25 years in the stands, in front of television sets, and hunched over radios in distant cities where the signal from home was almost too faint to hear, I am tempted to announce my retirement as an Alabama fan. It can, after all, never be as good again. And for many years, it seemed Reigns was right. A national title did come in 1992, but afterwards, it only seemed Bama had made a deal with the devil, and mostly incompetence and ineptitude prevailed with losing seasons and multiple NCAA sanctions, including nearly the death penalty in 2002. Finally, on January 4, 2007, the Crimson Sea was seemingly parted Nick Saban landed as Alabama's football coach. On the morning of the announcement, I boldly proclaimed Saban would win a national title in four seasons. I was wrong. He won his first title for the Tide in just three. Saban did it his own way, which was really the only way it could be done at Alabama. Every coach who followed Bryant, including Gene Stallings, a former player and protege, could never get away from the suffocating Bryant shadow. But Saban never blinked an eye at what had come before him, only what would lie ahead. After the first title over Texas in 2009, I remember talking to him at an event a week later. After the perfunctory congratulations, Saban went on a rant. It was a great win, he said, but it cost me a week in recruiting that we can't get back. The celebration, the parade, the trip to the White House were all great, but that was for everyone else. Saban was already thinking about the next one. Even after six at Alabama, plus another at LSU, eclipsing the Bears' all-time record, it never seemed to be enough. Even as he raced through his late 60s, quashing talk of retirement with more domination, and even past 70, The desire to win never waned. It appeared the only thing that could stop Saban was one of his own creations, his longtime assistant coach, Kirby Smart. But this past December in Atlanta, Alabama derailed the Georgia train. And while most were focused on Alabama leapfrogging Florida State, people close to Saban pointed to that win as being one of the most significant and satisfying of his legendary career. 
Instead of the world talking about Smart's three-peat, it was Saban who had once again commanded center stage. Nick Saban perfect against Georgia in SEC championship games. And to think that four decades ago, many wondered if Alabama would ever be relevant again, let alone looking down at the rest of college football. Did you guys, anybody see that tweet today? <laughs> I, somebody in the Alabama Democratic Party, which is, for the record, almost non-existent, suggested <laughs> that Saban, what would it be, two years from now or four years from now? I don't even know when. Maybe it's two years from now. Run against Tommy Tuberville for the U.S. Senate seat. Wouldn't that be great? Former Alabama coach versus former Auburn coach. And I, I, I will be, and, and let this show host the debate. I'm, I'm in for that. <laughs> I think that's great. Bash is up next. Well, it's a good day to be my Bash brother, Paul, but it's a terrible day to be Bash and Boulder. How's it going, Paul? Bash, we are doing great. Thanks for checking in. It's great to hear. And uh, I got to eat some crow from my call yesterday, Paul. Then after that, I want to give a recommendation of who I think might be a, a dark horse to be the new head coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. But you remember, Paul, yesterday I followed Miles and Iowa's call after he was so annoying being, as typical, a Michigan fan, you came on the sh I came on the show and you told me, Bash, you give these Michigan fans an inch, they want the whole continent. And I said, don't worry, Paul, their coach will leave and abandon them. And then, an hour later, my coach left and abandoned my team. That is hey, the ultimate you, but, crow hey, you know what, you know, Bash, you know what's great about, uh, as, as disappointing and sad as I am and everybody is, at least we haven't had to talk about Jim Harbaugh for two days. I think that's a, I think that's a success. Thanks for the call. Dwayne is up next. Hey, Mr. Paul, I like the man dead. The man ain't dead. The man living his life. He's 72 yeah, years old. Got hey, let me ask huh? you a question, Dwayne. What? How did, you, how did you feel when Saban left your team? Hey, I ain't felt nothing. I know, I know, I know, he, he, I ain't feel nothing. But look at this. It's over down there now. Hey, why you don't tell them people down there in Alabama is over? Ain't no more recruit going on going on down there. That elephant shot. Hey, you better hang that elephant on the wall now. Ain't no ain't nobody going down there gonna recruit like that man. Nobody gonna them 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 and another reason I think why he left is that woman said she said the same thing, you say the same thing too. Because the NIL and the players, they don't stay long no more. They like to transfer. They like to go. They like to go all over now. What'd you say? I think you're right, Dwayne. You, you, I, I don't know huh? how, how, to, how to compute this. You actually made sense for the first time in your career. Johnny B is up next. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I got a little, a little jingle here, and then I just had a little something I wanted to put in on the coach's thing, but uh, I got a little Dwight Yoakamish here on you. The system had robbed him of his coaching pride. So let's all give Saban a big roll tide. Hmm. Woo! We're going to send him out in style. 
Uh, earlier, you know, today, I was glad to hear that he and uh, Miss Terry, you know, they're healthy and all that, because I honestly thought that that might have Yeah, you know, and, and I, I just had so many people check in with me who knew something that wasn't true, and I'm glad that everybody was wrong. Yeah, and, and then Topmeyer was doing good till his drink kicked in. He said something about James Franklin being the coach. I don't yeah, know that, 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 was, that was extremely disturbing <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that Greg Bird would consider that guy. Hey, uh, but if you think about it, you know, you, we, you talked about Saban and Belichick, and you had the Patriot way, and it, at early on it was kind of called the Saban way, and then it became the process. And I think one of the things that you, you do is that, that process works if you're in coaching or in business or in what. But when you go to a coaching tree, oftentimes you've got people that were there with the greatest recruiter in history, and they benefited from being under Saban, and and then these people think that they can do that, and they hire them, and then you've seen how many times that that's failed. But with a guy like DeBoer, he's one at all levels, and he must have a process that works. And, you know, in my opinion, that's somebody that I think they ought to go after. To me, he'd be the top candidate. Well, I think he's a serious candidate, uh, and we, we should. One thing about this coaching search, it will not drag on. Uh, I fully expect someone in there by tomorrow, Saturday at the latest, maybe soon. I mean, there, there's no time to waste. And you know, Greg Byrne had, uh, however much of a heads up, uh, he already had a list. You make a few phone calls. This isn't like you have to go through. Uh, the Rolodex. Uh, you call the agent. You go. What about this guy? Let's talk about that guy. What about this one? What about that one? It, it can be done very quickly and efficiently. Jacob is up next. Uh, hello, Jacob. How you doing? Oh, I got two separate questions. On how do you think it's going to affect the Paul Feinbaum show, since most of it was built on Nick Saban dynasty after his retirement? And the uh, second question is on. Um, Mike Vrabel, well, ain't nobody talking about him. Because there's no way he would get hired. Uh, good coach, but you don't bring somebody in that, that just got fired uh, right up the street. Uh, he's likely to be under consideration in New England anyway, and I think that's where his future lies. As far as the Feinbaum show, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it is correct to say that Nick Saban has been the uh, at the epicenter of this show's success back in the day uh, when we were in Birmingham. Saban lifted this program to a different level uh, because of the success. The reason I say that is that the show had been talking about so many losers before Saban got here. We built our reputation on, on people losing and getting fired. Uh, not only for for, uh, for 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 failing to win championships, but for all kinds of uh, scandals and tawdry action. And Saban changed all that. Suddenly, we started celebrating winners. We started going to the national championship every year, and uh, the rest of the show changed. We'll take a short break. We're back right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, 
brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So much going on, uh, and we appreciate uh, you uh, bearing with us as we try to... uh, get as complete a story uh, about this as we can. And, and, and right now at this hour, what we do know is that Nick Saban has left his office. <laughs> He's left the building in Tuscaloosa. He gave uh, two interviews. Uh, the most important nugget to take away from those interviews was that health is always an, an issue when you're 72 and you're working 20 hours a week, but nothing specific for either the coach or Miss Terry, and, and that did create a uh, an exhale across the country today because there was always that concern. Um, he uh, didn't rule much out other than he'll have an office at the stadium. He joked about still having a hand in everything, although that is highly unlikely. And here, here we are uh, trying to find out what is next on the coaching search. A couple of big names uh, have commented. Mike Norvell, who many believe is among the favorites, gave a cryptic tweet today about welcoming a player back to his program. He didn't say much. He didn't say anything about Alabama, but Dan Lanning did. Dan Lanning made sure everybody knows he's not going. He's staying at the University of Oregon. Those are two of the hot names, so we'll keep you updated if we have anything else to uh, share. Let's uh, check in with Jay in Mobile, Alabama. Roll Tide, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, A lot of Alabama fans are sad about Nick retiring, but I say to all the true Bama fans, let's all be thankful that we had him for uh, as long as we did. And to Nick Saban and Miss Terry, we love y'all. Thanks for the good memories. Best to ever walk the sideline. Roll Tide. Thanks for the call. Jeff is up next in North Carolina. Hello, Jeff. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We were doing great. Hey, uh, just going to throw my a pitch in for uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, he's a young guy. Could be there for many years. He's got the right, you know, he's, he's an ego guy. He's got a big enough ego to take on the job. He's a great uh, recruiter. He plays the portal and the NIL stuff well. He's 11 wins and in a row, uh, two years in a row, Ole Miss. 
Now, he's he's established. He's winning now, and he's winning in the SEC, not the Pac-12, not the Big 12, not the ACC. And he's winning in the toughest conference around. And I, did, I think he's a perfect fit for Alabama. Jeff, there are, there, are, there are quite a few people that agree with you, but we had Mike Rodak on earlier who pushed back on, on that, saying that some of the things that make Lane Kiffin so interesting and funny on, on social media may also be some of the reasons why he will or will not get in the coaching search. So I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I do know a lot of people – Almost everyone respects Lane Kiffin's coaching. Stephen is in Virginia. You're on the air. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Paul. How are you doing this afternoon? We're doing great. Uh, I have uh, two things to say. Uh, one, uh, with Coach Saban, you, uh, one, you either uh, love him or you hate him, but you have to respect him. And uh, that's, that's the facts. And uh, second, I'd like to say that I'm a huge Tennessee fan I have been for uh, four and a half decades now and that I got to enjoy a cigar at his last uh, uh, outing at Neyland Stadium so maybe that'll get some uh, white smoke stirred up in Tuscaloosa this afternoon you know it's interesting uh, the last time Coach Bryant was at Neyland he lost last time Saban was at Neyland he lost Neyland is not good for the future of <laughs> of Alabama coaches. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it very, very much. Garrison is in California. Garrison, go right ahead. Hey, Paul, long time no talk. Thank you. Um, Saban just uh, gave the interview, and he talked about he talked about uh, keeping an office at the stadium and staying in Tuscaloosa. Now, if you're a coach that has no association with Saban, you're certainly not going to want him sitting there looking over your shoulder. I say this was a planned attack. Saban has assisted in finding who is to follow, and it's some already mentored in the past. And he's going to be in that office solely concentrating on NIL funds and building the NIL call for money and also the transfer portal. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, what I don't know is this, uh, when, when you're under a contract and you retire, there's probably some, uh, an escalator in the contract that goes, okay, uh, this now is your job and you will be paid X number of dollars. And, and usually if you have a job, you, you get an office, right? Yeah. I've never had an office in my life, but that doesn't apply to me. I guess this is, this is it right here, uh, right out here in the middle of the room. Um, but I think that's more legalese and anything else, I seriously doubt that Nick Saban will spend much time on that university in spite of what he said today because he has been around athletics his entire life and he knows that quite frankly, for all the things we say about him today, no coach wants the ex-coach around. I'll tell you a quick story. John Wooden is considered maybe the greatest coach of all time. What did he win? 11 national championships at UCLA in basketball. He retired. And his replacement was Gene Bartow, somebody I got to know and become very close friends with. Bartow told me that Wooden would not leave, that they ended up sharing an office 
for about six months before they found Wooden another office down the hallway. And it was it wasn't like you know he was pushed out. I mean, Wooden won his last game. It was the national championship. Uh, he had won like ten out of twelve national championships or eleven out of thirty. It was an, it was the most gaudy thing that's ever happened in in, in sports. And it, it created a lot of problems because he couldn't ever ad- establish an identity. He went to the Final Four his first year. It was considered a failure because he didn't win. And the next year, he didn't make it to the Final Four, and they literally ran him out of L.A. I don't think the new coach wants Nick Saban dropping by practice. We, only t- uh, we haven't really seen this. I mean, Coach Bryant, we all know, died 26 years later. He, he, he remained the athletic director, uh, but there's a feeling that he wouldn't have. He would have spent most of his time in Palm Springs and Palm Beach and Vegas and New York. Uh, he wasn't going to hang around. Let's continue. More phone calls here. And Greg is up next in Coleman, Alabama. Hello, Greg. Uh, I was just echoing the same thoughts that that guy just said, though. But wouldn't Lane Giffen fit under that scenario of him being there and being on you know seeing out him and being coached by well i mean i i don't think uh, lane kiffin uh if he told the truth would want anybody interfering he might what you want from nick saban is this and the, and the guy was mostly right you want him out there helping you raise money and i'm sure that's a commitment that saban has made and it's a commitment that I'm sure he will follow through. Because, and it's not like you have to go have lunch with people. It's a phone call. Hey, you call, you call the fat yeah, cats and go, we need money. In, wouldn't he fit in as AD? No, no, no. Uh, and I, I say this with all due respect to everything that happens in intercollegiate athletics, but the, the job of the AD is truly one of the worst there because you're not in charge of football. You're in charge of everything. And what does that mean? That means that you're sitting in your office on a Monday and here comes the baseball coach and here comes the volleyball coach and here comes the golf coach and the soccer coach and they all want something. I had lunch with a sitting SEC AD a couple of months ago, um, right before the season started. And he told me the, 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 the issues, the biggest issues in his athletic department or who gets the plane? Because the women's basketball coach needs the plane, and the baseball coach, and the and the football coach, and and the, you literally are in your job. In addition to everything else, and making a budget, is deciding who gets the school plane. And I know that sounds trivial, but you include all these people, and I, I just cannot imagine Nick Saban having. Nick Saban doesn't have patience for anything, let alone having to sit there for 30 minutes and listen to the baseball coach complain about not enough scholarships. <laughs> Saban would just say, get out of here, go win a championship. <laughs> We're back after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So this is uh, some of the greatest of all time. Gino, Phil... John Wooden had 10, Pat, Nick, Belichick. Uh, somebody on that list is uh, the HBC. Steve Spurrier will join us top of next hour. We haven't heard from a lot of Alabama fans. We've heard from some. Most are sad. Most don't know what is around the corner. But I've been waiting for this call. Legend is next. Woo! Man, Paul, it's a sad, sad day of loss, brother. A sad day of loss. I ain't felt this bad since I lost my mama, man. This is horrible. I'm in friggin' shock. What is going on? The whole operation is falling apart, Paul. The whole operation, baby. Help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Oh, my God, Paul. Give me a word of wisdom, brother. Give me a word of wisdom. You know me, legend. I shoot straight. Dark days are ahead. <laughs> ah, I thought you were my black hat brother, man. You're supposed to pick me up by the shoulder and tell me it's going to be all right. This is horrible, man. This is horrible, man. Paul, the greatest coach ever lived. Won't you agree? Yes, sir. Man, i just like to say to Coach Saban and Miss Terry, we love y'all. We appreciate you. Coach Saban, we was in the pit of hell. We was in the pit, baby. The devil was torturing us. And you came along and lifted us out of the pit of hell and raised us back to the mountaintop, baby. You are the greatest to ever do it. You are a legend. You are a goat. And let me say this to you, brother. Change your mind. Come back. Come back. <laughs> hey, hey, legend. I'm, let me pause you. I mean, somebody asked me that. They said, do you think he might come back tomorrow? Can you imagine? <laughs> break it. Hold on. Legend, Legend let me do this. At about the same time, break it. We have breaking news. Uh, Nick Saban has changed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> According to Chris Lowe. Celebrate. Celebrate. Like it's 1999. Change your mind, Nick. Come on back. There's time, baby. It's let's time get that going. Come on. Let's, let's get let's get everybody to chant. Come back, Nick. Come back, Nick. Come back, Nick. 
We love you, dude. We ain't going to make it without you, Dick. There's not another Nick Saban walking through that door. One more Nick year. Saban. One more year, baby. You know, I'm really pissed. I love Nick, but I am really pissed that he didn't give us a year to celebrate him and cheer him and let him know how special he is to us. That really, I wish he had done that, man. I'm in bad shape, Paul. My brain is experiencing technical difficulties. Somebody asked me today, they said, what do you think about this legend? I said, man, I can't think in the box. I can't think outside the box. Hell, I think I don't even know where the damn box is anymore. I'm losing it. And let me say this to Greg Burns. I don't care who walks through that door. I, I hope it's, I, I really hope it's, uh, it's Ryan's. I really do. The dude's a great coach. Come on home, dude. Mama's calling you. Come on home, D'Amico Ryan. Come on home, baby. Come on home. Come on home. But I'm going to tell you, Greg Burns, if it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring gasoline on myself and setting myself on fire on the 50-yard line. You can guarantee it. If it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pulling my arm off and taking that contract fracture and beating the hell out of myself. No damn Dabo. Do you hear me, Greg Burns? That's from the Alabama nation. Get it right. You'll be judged on this one right here, brother. You'll be judged on this one right here. Man, Paul, I, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. Help me, Jesus. Nick, change your mind, baby. Change your mind. We ain't going to make it without you. Nick and Legend has left the bill. Oh, my. Wow. Oh, man. I think we just need to pause for a second. We need to call the Archbishop for, for a, prayer, a prayer meeting. Yeah. Legend's not good. The man's whole, I mean, he, he's, he sleeps with Nick Saban, doesn't he? That fat head over his bed. Wow. Dominic is in Pittsburgh. Dominic, bring some levity to the program, please, my friend. Hi, Paul. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. My world First is coming off, apart. I like legend. First off, I like legend a lot more than I'm in. And I was calling to see what you thought about Saban. I am really mad that the best coach did not want to get one more natty, but I am super happy I got to see his last SEC championship in person. And after the game... I sent him a letter thanking him and the team for a great performance, and he replied with a signed picture. Did I can't he really? really blame Tell him, Tell us about though, that, Dominic. So, uh, so what, what did you get NIL back from him? Crap. Dominic, what did he send you? He, so after the game, I sent him a letter thanking him and the team for a great performance, Right. and he sent me back a signed picture of him and the team. Oh, that is great. Uh, I can't really Dominic, blame I hate to ask you. To Dominic, could you do me a favor? Yeah. Could you get one for me and Randy? Yeah, I got you. Don't <laughs> worry, Paul. All right. I can't really blame him, though. I just, I, I just feel weird that, that if I send Coach Saban a letter, I mean, I, somebody might see it and it would make me look like I'm too much of a fan. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure. I can't really blame him, though, having to deal with all this NIL bull crap and Ooh. kids not wanting to compete anymore. It isn't like in his DNA, but he will forever be the goat. Roll damn tide, Paul! <laughs> See you, buddy. You got it. Over and out, uh, Dominic. Wow. I mean, 
if, if, if you just landed here after a visit to Mars and said, which one, which one of those two were legend, the famous Feinbaum caller? It would have been Dominic. Dominic. Dominic is the new legend. Black's a new orange. Forty is a new fifty. East Kobe. Give that man a black hat. That's right. Give Dominic a black hat. Let's uh, let's check. <laughs> I'm I'm getting punchy. I'm sorry. Uh, Richard is up next. Uh, hey, Richard. Hey, Paul. How do I follow Legend and Dominic? You can't. Just give it up. I don't think I can. I really don't. I'm sincere. I, just to just to remind you who I am. I'm I'm that retired high school coach from Texas and oh, yeah. principal that oh, called yeah. you a few years ago. Tell you what we were doing for our kids to protect them from COVID. Yeah, I do remember that call very well. But I'm also an LSU fan, and and, and I want to just say on the air, I want to thank Nick Saban for coming to LSU in 1999. Uh, winning the national championship in 2003. Even though he left our program, he made our program relevant, and we've been relevant ever since. If you'll remember, we went to Curly Hallman and Gary DiNardo. I was coaching high school football back in Louisiana at that time before I got smart and came to Texas. And that was just a disaster. And he, he has meant a lot to LSU. And, and I want you to know that the people from from Baton Rouge, they understand that. And J.K. and the guy from Georgia, you guys need to take a chill pill because there is nobody that I know of that has the work ethic and has been as successful as Nick Saban has been in his chosen occupation. And I know they haven't because they're too jealous. And Augie, come on, man, you're going to – you gonna recommend Ed Orgeron for the for the for, for the and I know Ed personally for for the for the coaching job at, at Alabama. I mean, Augie called LSU's baseball team losers last year. Yeah, he sure did. They won the national championship. In case you and, yeah, and they went on and won the national championship. And I I'm gonna tell you this too, Sarkeesian, he's my favorite, and and I really think. Now, a lot of people around here say, of course, you know how Texas people are. They're so arrogant. Um, I really think that if they offered him the job, he would leave Texas. And guess what, Paul? He may bring Arch Manning with him. So that's something to think about. And to answer somebody's question, will your show still be relevant? Will it still be popular after Nick Saban? You bet it will. And the reason why? is because of the guests you have on your show. You have people like Sankey. You have coaches. You have athletic directors. You have NIL lawyers. You have sports writers who know what they're talking about. And that's why I, that's why I listen to your show. That's why a lot of people listen to your show. We don't care what Larry and Jim and D.C. You know, have to say. We don't. We care about the guests you have in your show, and your show will always be successful. But again, I just want to thank Nick for what he did for LSU. That is a great call. Uh, Coach, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You be well. You have a great new year, and we're heading to the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. And welcome back. Uh, We'll talk to Steve Spurrier uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. So excited uh, to talk to him uh, on the day that one of his contemporaries stepped down. Uh, we've had a busy show. Uh, of course, yesterday we, we dealt with the breaking news. Today we're trying to put some uh, context in the story and uh, also getting uh, your reaction to it. Let's talk next to Larry from Alabama. Hey, Larry. What? What's up, Bon Bon? How are you? Oh, man. I'm, you know, it shocked me, but uh, I kind of felt you know, I'm 75, so, you know, I can understand, you know, when you get to that age, man, you know, you think about a lot of things and uh, spending time with your family and all. But I think when he, I think the NIL did it, I really do. And uh, all the, the crap that goes with that stuff, but I think it's going to ruin college football myself. But I think Saban did the right thing for his family. I don't think he's going to stick his nose in the coach he hired, I think he's going to be on the sidelines and he might have some points to make. But some of these people that are calling in with some crazy stuff, man, I don't know. But uh, it's kind of sad, but I get to watch another era of football for Bama, you know. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, here I'm 75 and officially going to a new thing with Bama. And it is. It's exciting in a way, but in a way, it's real sad, man. I had to drink some beers today. I didn't have no choice. Well, Larry, um, <laughs> when, when you tell us about hearing the news and how I you just, reacted in you know, real time. It just shocked me, man. I just thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? I ain't got saving, man. I ain't got him. You know, it hurts. It, it really does. When you when you watch football, Bama, as long as I have, fine, Bob. Yeah, you're talking 50 years, 60 years or more. And so, Larry, let me ask you this, uh, because it, I want you to compare, because I've been asked this today, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, even though I was there, I was, I'm the wrong person to ask. Um, how would you compare this to when you heard the news in 82 that Coach Bryant was stepping down? Yeah. Uh, I, I would say Bryant was harder because of just the, how sad he looked, you know. I mean, and he did. You, you remember what he, he said? He said, uh, 
Think about this. He said, I'm a, uh, December 15th, 1982, he said, I'm a tired old man in a young yeah. man's game, and that's why I decided today to retire as the head football coach at the University of Alabama. He's, he was three years younger when he made that statement than Nick Saban today. Yeah, I, that, bro, I, I cried. I ain't going to lie. Uh, when I got that photo of uh, Bryant and uh, when he made that statement to sports at uh, the news, and I got the photo of him in his jacket now, and you can, and he made the statements. Uh, can I read it to you real quick? Of course, Larry. The statement he made, yeah, if you don't mind. But it, it's a, a statement that he made that uh, put him, and to see him with the tears in his eyes to break your heart. But when he was, this photo came from uh, from uh, Birmingham Post Herald. It says, there comes a time when you need to hang, hang it up. Right. And that time has come. Yeah. For, for me. Uh, me. As a head coach of uh, Alabama football. Hey, hey, Larry, do you still have that member, that article? Yeah. I got it in a, a picture frame with this photo. Who, who wrote that article? Birmingham Post Herald, uh, Paul W. <laughs> Bear Bryant, and it says you wrote it, I guess. Of course, I wrote yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I was trying to. By the way, I was trying to quote from an article forty-one years ago. I wish you had told me you had it. I mean, I did a fairly good job of quoting my own article, but I haven't read it in about. <laughs> 40 years, so uh, I didn't quite get it right. Yeah. I'm yeah, slipping. I'll tell you what, I know, that's what everybody's saying. Was, Not as sharp as I used I'll to be. I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave this. When I leave here, I'll have this. Well, Larry, the, I, I, have that, uh, I have that special section at my house, and uh, I haven't read it in a long time, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to read it tonight because it is. Uh, it, it, uh, that article uh, is the centerpiece of it, but we put out a special section of his funeral and everything about it and it, it, it was one of the yeah. craziest six weeks uh that any of us have ever gone through but, but this is too this is pretty crazy yeah, that's why i never lived to hate you <laughs> yeah well don't hate me too much okay All right, buddy. Love you, man. thank you very very much uh we uh again uh we don't really have time to go to another caller although we got a few i'd like to go to guess guess who's on the line i'm in you I don't know if I'm in drinks or not. I'm guessing he, if he doesn't, he did. Okay, uh, here's where we are. We don't really know uh, what Greg Byrne is up to other than Dan Lanning, the head coach at Oregon, who many thought uh, uh, 24 hours ago was, was the favorite. He's already out of the, the hunt. Uh, the uh, betting favorite in Vegas at the moment is Kalen DeBoer. Yes, the guy that uh, coached Washington to the national championship game. We'll talk to the HBC coming up next. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.